0: the words shared in the podcast episode to follow are a combination of personal experiences and opinions if you have concerns about your well-being do speak to your gp or a medical professional thanks for listening let's get into the episode welcome to the challenge to change podcast as you know my name is hazel And I'm here today with Jeremy and Alison. So, Jeremy is one of our wonderful volunteers. Uh, He has many hats, which I'll talk to him about in a moment. And, Alison, you have um, heard on this podcast before. So, um, this episode is all about um, focusing on men's mental health. So, in November, we have various things happening. Of course, there is November, which I'm sure many people are aware of. We've got International Men's Day on the 19th of November. And in general, uh, November is kind of focusing on men's mental health. So that's what we're talking about today. And of course, linking that into the environment as we always do.
1: Well, it's a strange life. I suppose everybody's are strange, but I see, <laughs> I I do an awful lot of environmental activity. Um, I've been involved in... Um, things wildlife-related since I was a teenager, really. Okay.
0: Wow. And
1: um, I'm, I'm very active with both the Wildlife Trust and the RSPB, okay. but that has always then linked me into, because you can't really be interested in wildlife without realising the human's impact on wildlife and on the planet in general. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I've been involved in Friends of the Earth since the 1980s as well, because wow. we make the connections between everything. So I've been campaigning on climate change uh, and people's general not, lack of interest in it since the 1980s. In fact, people have known about climate change since uh, about the, be- the end of the 19th century. The first paper was really? published on the impacts of coal and carbon dioxide on the oh. atmosphere. So, I've only—I'm a relative newcomer to this stuff. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I'm also involved in a group called Sustainable Nantwich. Um, that's where I live in Nantwich, um, trying to encourage. Uh, an awareness of an action on yeah. environmental issues, planting up woodlands and yeah. trees in the town. We were out planting three thousand bulbs in the park yesterday, and planting a tree uh, with some kids. And we also run a growing health community garden, which is all about mental health and encourage. And which was set up during COVID, um, because as I'm an allotment owner holder as well, and I, okay. I grow, grow vegetables and flowers on two allotments and uh, talking to other allotment holders we were talking about the benefits of growing veg and being out in the outdoors particularly okay. during covid when people were feeling isolated yes, absolutely. and depressed and, and really concerned about things and being out in the in the uh, the open air and yeah that sense of exercise and fresh air and growing healthy vegetables and being in touch with nature, but also being able to be with other people without being anywhere near them was great because you could yeah. be on your allotment, shout across to the other allotment and you still weren't breaking COVID regulations, which yes. was um, So, But then we thought, well, there must be all sorts of people out there living in apartments and, and flats and terraced houses who can't get out, um, who would benefit from this sort of thing. So why don't we set up a, a garden for people who are... Having having problems, and then that sort of sp- just what was a simple idea is snowballed. And three years later, we now have a formal garden with twenty raised beds, a polytunnel, several sheds. Wow. We're working with HUK, uh,
2: uh,
1: with the NHS, yeah. and a range of other groups to get people out. Um, hopefully, we're doing social prescribing. We haven't quite got there yet. It's quite difficult to get the systems in place, but. Right getting people out from the doctor's surgeries who've got problems with their weight or who are suffering from depression or are just getting better after surgery... And would really want, feel, would benefit from being out in the open door outdoors, but also people who are lonely and, you know, there's a lot yeah. of people out there who don't get to meet people and it's been a magnificent way of getting people out to be doing something positive, really enjoying the garden, but they can meet people and make friends and that's been a brilliant part of the project so as well. so many
0: benefits there, yeah. isn't it? Like you say, you've got the physical benefits of being out there in the fresh air and obviously physical exercise, but connecting with, with others as well. Yeah. Mm. Um, Absolutely brilliant. In, you can definitely, I think, you can see that clear connection between connecting with the environment and helping to sort of improve mental health. You know, which is mm. which is what which is what we want, isn't yeah, it? Yeah,
2: it, it ticks a few um, boxes on the. The NHS have their guideline to good mental health, and they, they say there's five elements to that, five steps to good mental yeah. health, and. One is connecting with other people. One is learning new skills, which might be gardening, growing vegetables, yeah. um, being creative. Well, you're you're growing something. That's certainly creative. Definitely. Um, exercise. Um, so there's so many um, of those aspects of what it what makes good mental health. Yes. Yes. As as the NHS put out there. Yeah. That growing for health. The yeah. Absolutely, yeah.
1: yeah, and strangely though, um, I mean we've got all sorts of things going on. We have music concerts down there, not rock oh, concerts. We have you know nice quiet music so that people can go down there and um, and, and reflect
0: no fresh metal then. no no no, thrash,
1: no, no, no <laughs> black metal or yeah none of that stuff interesting though might be an idea for the future you never know yeah, you,
0: um, you never know um,
1: <laughs> you having know, instruments made entirely out of
0: vegetables might be a way for right you know. <laughs> that could be done i definitely want to see that i think be yeah. something to experience for sure
1: but <laughs> we've, we've had all sorts of activities down there when we're doing things like wreath making for Christmas. But there's lots of interesting things going on down there. And but what uh, you know, because we're talking about men here, yes, one of the really things right. I've noticed is that the majority of people who are getting involved are women.
0: Right. Okay. And that
1: is really distressing. I mean, it's nice for me. It's, it's, but, it's, but, yeah, um, it's
0: wonderful, of course, but But I'd like to see it'd we'd, be nice to see.
1: And and women. I don't know why men maybe th- there is an issue here about men's mental health, maybe pers- uh, the environment is perceived as being a soft thing. It doesn't fit with the macho. It's Maybe. a bit stupid because it's incredibly hard work. And, you know, it. it,
2: yeah.
1: it it's all involving tools and, and working with the soil and hard physical effort. I get really fit there. I don't need to go to the gym. Uh, I've lost yeah. three stones since I started doing all this gardening stuff. I'm also a gardener as well, professional. Well, I have been a professional gardener. I'm sort of retiring. I'm I'm getting quite old now. (laughs) But, (laughs) you know, I don't understand what it is about male culture that seems to think that caring for stuff is a weakness.
0: Yeah, it's interesting.
1: And I think that's part of the thing that maybe causes problems for men, that they repress. Yeah. That they have. Everybody cares about stuff. Everybody's worried about yeah. stuff, yeah. but this refusal to to accept and talk about and express those concerns. Mm. Oh, I think you know it, that repression can seal up the problems and make right. it even worse. So maybe that's what that's why the garden works so well, and why I love being in the garden is that you can, and in the outside outdoor world, is let it all out in a way.
2: Yeah, and, and I think you're right. It's, it's interesting when you look, um, on the telly and, you know, e- even in our, our parks and grounds department, mm. predominantly male roles. They are, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. You, you think of of yeah. the figureheads on the TV, uh, predominantly male roles, governors. And yet, growing for health, that there are so few people coming out and getting resolved in that mm. that
0: are men. Mm. Um, and I think this this is you know this is what we want. We want obviously we want men to kind of connect with the importance of their mental health and find ways to improve it because we everybody has mental health. It exists or so all yes. all beings, you know, have the capacity to to suffer depression. Or anxiety, it's a completely normal and natural thing but I think sometimes it's maybe seen, you know, there's that stigma attached which, which is so sad that obviously we, we want to try and find a way to reduce or ideally remove that stigma because we we, 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 all, we all suffer, as human beings we all suffer yeah. but we also can experience great joy so it's finding ways to, yeah. to reach that great joy and mm. you know it's when understanding that,
2: that we all have mental health that sometimes it's good, sometimes it's not so good. Yeah, And it, it's it's reaching out when it's not so good. And it's also flagging up when it's not so good, actually mm. identifying that.
0: Being so aware
2: of it, yeah. Things, you can say, oh, I'm feeling a bit down. Well, that, maybe that's the first start to actually yeah. identifying it. Yeah. Um, you know, but, but when you need to become more concerned is if it persists. So it's yes. an unusually sad mood that won't go away. And that's those times when you perhaps need to think about going and speaking to somebody who's an expert. Yeah. Um, yeah. But generally speaking, we can all have a few days where your mental health is not so good. And, yeah. And we've all said, oh, I'm a bit low today. Yeah. I have
1: to be honest here, I'm on sertraline because I've suffered depression all the way through my life. My father was a manic depressive who self-medicated by drinking himself stupid every night. He drank right. 10 pints a night and died at 63
0: yeah.
1: um, and smoked incredibly heavily because that was the thing that made him that joke because he had a cigarette. Out yeah. And, you know, he died at 63 and he was a right mess. But in those days, you never accepted that you yeah. were a right mess. And, and there is a genetic element to it, an environmental aspect. Was it the fact that I lived with an alcoholic father, an alcoholic depressive father that made me depressed? Or was it the fact that there's some genetic element yeah. there that, you know, in your genes that yeah. there is an element? But when I've talked to doctors about it, and over the years I refused to complain, but it, when I was younger I refused to accept that I'd got any problems at all, you yeah. know, um, and rejected any therapy or all, this, all the things that, you know, because I smashed things up when I was a student. I smashed up the flat and all sorts of stuff. Cause it, and it's only when you finally go and see someone about it and start thinking about how you deal with this that you realize it's, it's like any other illness. You wouldn't not go to a doctor because you've got um, heart disease or because you've got Absolutely. angina yeah. or yeah. Um, whatever disease you've got. You go and see a doctor. Mm-hmm. Mental health it just means that there are issues with the operation of your brain and the synapses aren't are, are working properly. And so I've been prescribed, by, it was about seven years ago, I started taking um, sertraline because it's a serotonin inhibitor. Where is it the way around? I can never work out which way around it is because I'm, you know, I'm not brilliant on this stuff. But you need the serotonin. To uh, keep you happy, yeah, keep right. you positive.
0: Feel better. Yeah,
1: and my brain doesn't isn't very good at keeping it in my head. It goes somewhere. I don't know where it goes. It's coming <laughs> out my ears like clouds. It goes into
0: hiding. Someone's maybe stealing it from me. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> but how dare they steal my serotonin? Anyway, yeah. I'm so <laughs> I did get angry about things and get frustrated, and I also suffered a lot of anxiety, and that came out as, as frustration.
2: Mm. But I
1: took this. And then the doctor explained that there was this problem with my brain that it let the serotonin out of my ears, and the serotonin <laughs> inhibitor would lock it in and keep it in my brain for longer.
0: That sounds better, I think. And yeah. it
1: works incredibly well. And my partner, because I, I was thinking, oh, I'm, I'm so much better now, I'm always cheerful. And, she, and I said, shall I come off? He said, no, don't you dare. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because it makes me a much nicer person. Yeah. So... Um, and I feel better about me, but it's also about anxiety. I used to be terrified of heights, you don't tell people that with you but since I've taken serotonin, I got tall ladders to do hedge cutting and I've got no problems at all. So surprisingly, yeah. anxiety and depression are actually incredibly closely connected. Yeah, it's and it's enough. all to do yeah. with the way your brain operates. So yeah. if you are suffering these things, don't think, ah, oh, it's because I'm weak, or I, I can't, I can't, um, it must be because I can't cope with things. Mm. It's because, there's part of you that's not working properly. And yeah. it's relatively, I can't say it's relatively straightforward. Some drugs work for some people, some don't. Um, but it's a matter of talking to the right people and making sure that, you know, if you had high blood pressure, you'd take your statins, wouldn't you? Mm. In the same way. I've recognised that I've got depression. Whether or not I've inherited it, or whether it's become it's become part of me through the environmental aspects, I don't know. But yeah. treating it really matters, and yes. for putting yourself in a situation where you can deal. With it because yet again, we're in a society where everybody's competing all the time, and we're told at school we've got to be successful. And all the adverts tell you you've got to be a man and you've got to be successful, and you've got to have all the girls. And all you mm-hmm. know, it's
0: a lot of pressure, is It's it, a lot of pressure, it? on that not, not really. Is it's, it's certainly connecting with the environment and yeah, be, being out there in the garden and and. and you know, you, you can see the fruits of your labor with with what you've grown. So, I mean, that's I think that's definitely one way to measure success. Oh, yeah. and, and also, is well, you kind of know, connecting with with yourself and, and being aware of what you might be feeling. You know, that's another way I think of. You know, well, have I checked in with myself? Am I how am I doing? Yeah. Am I okay? Yeah. That's. To me, that's successful. And why, yeah, Probably and why am I doing, doing this?
1: Why am I doing what I do? Am I doing it because I enjoy it or am I doing it because I think that's what other people will yeah, think I ought to be doing?
2: You know... Yeah. Uh, yeah. There are things, there are little signposts aren't there to account for. Mm. Things like difficulty in concentrating or making decisions, like you say, becoming more agitated more easily, unable to settle, having difficulty in sleeping... Or sleeping too much, mm. loss of interest in food, or eating too much, changes in eating habits, um, loss of confidence, poor self-esteem, feeling guilty when you're not really at fault, mm. yeah, um, suicidal thoughts. Is one, uh, and it's that unusually sad mood that does not go away after mm. a sustained amount of time. Yeah. Loss of enjoyment and interest in, in activities that used to be enjoyable. Mm. So it's changes. Mm. And if you think, this isn't me, I'm, and I'm lacking energy, and I feel tired all the time, that that's it's, it's worth having a chat to somebody, uh, mm. and it's worth um, checking in with the doctor. It mm. may be nothing, but if you are, are different, if you feel you're becoming a different person to what you used to be yeah and any of those things resonate then those are little signs yeah and i think
1: it, yeah. also diet is an you mentioned this about food okay. and gardening is fantastic because you're growing veg and you're eating your own produce It's you know there's nothing i mean i'm organic not personally <laughs> <laughs> you might, you eat, you eat <laughs> I eat organic. Yeah. The food yeah. that I grow is organic. I don't use any pesticides or herbicides, and it does taste different. And I'm sure there's an impact on your health if you you get more fair. of the the the, uh, of the essential vitamins are coming out of the soil into your vegetables, and it's much better for you. But you know, we I think often again it's one of those things where traditionally, and and with all the advertising that's around people's diets fast food and all that sort of stuff eating beef burgers um often, you know the, a lot of it contains cornstarch from the u.s um which has absolutely no dietary benefits and just yeah, makes okay. you extremely fat um and it's, it's thinking about stuff i mean i think gardening makes you think about where your food comes from
0: yeah i'm sure it must i mean i don't i'm not a gardener but i do i do love to be in the environment so i kind of connect with it in that way but it must do be, because you you it gives you that opportunity to think about what you're growing and therefore what
2: you're eating and therefore, yeah, yeah. You, what you and, yeah. it, and it's uh, like a lot of things, you know, if you if you join a choir, um, mm. that's well known as being one of the best things you can do if you have poor mental health. Yeah, very much uh, so. It releases the endorphins in mm. exactly the same way as exercise does. Absolutely. And not everybody can exercise if they're not sort of fit and healthy, but they might be able to sing. Choirs, yeah.
1: definitely. My partner keeps telling me I should sing. Maybe it's just to get me out
2: in the evening. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm a member of a choir and, and I love it. And I can sometimes I can go there feeling stressed at work, going, oh, I'm not sure I can be bothered. But I always come out there buzzing, yeah. feeling yeah. fantastic. And yeah. it's, it's mindfulness as well, because... It, you're not thinking about anything else. Yeah, and entirely. It's the same with your gardening, isn't it?
1: you're in the but, zone when yes. you're when you're weeding. You're in the zone, and I love the. I mean, can say, like, "Oh, why don't you get bored weeding?" But weeding is not actually just getting rid of stuff. It's engaging, and I love. I love the bit before you get to planting the seeds and growing the seeds. I love the soil. The soil's fascinating stuff. In a ha- hat, was it? A teaspoon of soil has got more micro, more life in it I can't remember the exact quotation now but there are millions of microbes and species in just a teaspoon of soil it's a world it's a universe of its own in its own right and the more vital and lively your soil is the better your vegetables the better things grow Mm-hmm. And, and then when you start studying and thinking about how things interact in the soil, looking at the life in a single tins, a teaspoon of soil, it's fascinating. So weeding for me, I'm not looking at just the weeds and thinking about nothing. I'm looking at the soil. I'm looking at the way that how many worms there are in the soil because worms are uh, incredible, incredible things. They create our soils. They create, you know, all the stuff that we call dirt. That's a the, the other term people don't like getting dirty. Dirt is essential. We are Dirt. That's where yeah. all our life comes from. If you cut True. yourself off from nature and cut yourself off from dirt, you are going to do yourself in eventually because it's what, you know, how can you reject the very thing that gives you value in life?
2: Mm.
1: I find that fascinating and disturbing. But as you can tell, one of the reasons why I suffer from depression is because I can't stop getting, I mean, I get passionate about stuff and I think you need to be passionate about I stuff. wouldn't being
0: well, passionate is a good
2: thing. But, yeah. Yeah
1: one of the other parts about depression and there are all sorts of different elements of depression and mental health issues uh, quite a, you know obsession and you know quite a lot of environmentalists do get quite depressed because they're obsessed with trying to protect the planet and help things yeah, a difference. so yeah. if you're getting a bit over the top of it i get over the top i do far too many things i get involved with this group that group so yeah. i never actually get enough rest And that gets me down. So it's a funny, strange thing that in the same time I recognise the value of the things I'm trying to do um, to protect the planet, to look after nature, to become more balanced and centred, to look at the harmony so that we're not completely exploiting the planet and destroying Mm -hmm. the very thing we live on. I get so obsessed with it that it it itself becomes a problem. Yes, it's finding that
0: balance, isn't it? It's about kind of... Connecting in in a positive way, but keeping that yeah, balance a bit so that you have rest, as in yeah. you, Jeremy has rest, but anybody mm-hmm. listening as well, if they also feel that they might get a little bit hyper focused on the issues of the planet of the environment, is finding that balance again. That you know you, you can only do so wrong. much. You know, we, yeah, we, we have to. We we matter, and I, in fact, I've spoken about this before on on this podcast, on another episode of the podcast where. I talked about you know c- can we be a planet hero whilst we're ill yeah and I actually recorded that podcast whilst I was yeah. ill although I was recovering at that point um and essentially my the outcome to that was well, well no not really mm. we, we it's okay to take a step back you know it's okay to kind of say well I'm just gonna I need to heal myself first because we can't really we can't we, we can't hope to kind of heal something else such as the problem if we're not healthy and well and that definitely applies to mental health as well Yeah, yeah we're
1: part we're part of just a part of a big system which is always part you know I think a lot of the time we have this idea that we are entirely Responsible for our own destiny, and if you're an environmentalist, you think you're entirely responsible for the destiny of the planet as well, which is a bit egotistical to say the least. But <laughs> it, it, that's you know, you have one, I think, getting that sense of perspective, nature can give you a much better sense of perspective yeah. that you're just part of something much bigger and calm you down a bit because the modern system is always telling people they've got to do more, they've got to consume more, mm-hmm. they've got to be the man. Um, well. Why
2: yeah, <laughs> and it's like yeah. you you say you, you you've uh, uh, with your years of experience in uh, mental health, you have got a lot better at recognizing when you switch from hearing the bird song, appreciating the bird song, looking at the earth, watching the vegetables grow to getting, you know really, all those environmental issues just crowding yeah. in on you yeah. and then getting overwhelmed and then trying to achieve everything and and it's just remembering to take it back to the bird song mm, hear the bird singing try and identify what bird it is anything um, you just have to take life back to its most simple yeah. things and focus yeah. on really simple things looking yeah. at the trees listening mm-hmm. to the sound of the wind rustling through the leaves. Yeah.
1: And walking. Just try and yeah, not yeah. look at the bigger yeah. picture. And walking is such a great. I, I, I mean, I know I understand why people want to run. I mean, again, I don't really get ultra marathons. I know it's very. I'm not even sure ultra marathons are good for you, but running 100 miles in a day, if you do it too often, I'm sure must do your knees in. Anyway, okay. that's beside like the, the Being fit is great. Yeah, absolutely. but when it that also all these things can yeah, become absolutely. an obsession again can't they yes, and, again, and it's anything you again do like can that. become an obsession particularly if you're an obsessive type um so find, stepping back and trying to think get things in balance mm-hmm. is so important i think yeah yeah, yeah. even yeah. good things that you do can be you know, it's, i suppose in the same that's but only with the same with dieting that some people do that dieting mm-hmm. becomes an obsession and they end up with anorexia it's a they may start with the best of intentions. I know what I've yeah. done. Yeah. whatever you do, balance, doing it in, it in moderation and in balance. Um, and I think it's important to, like you say, checking
2: with yourself and how you're feeling. Mm. Hazel, you've said that. And you've also said checking with, why am I doing this? Is it still the right thing? You yeah. might just be doing it because it's what you've always done. And I've had this recently because... Uh, a couple of years ago, I joined a uh, uh, choral society. I joined a particular one because I wanted to be challenged uh, and, and try more difficult works. Uh, and then a year after, I signed up to, for a qualification, and all of a sudden, things stopped yeah. working. Yeah. And uh, the last concert I did, I did over 50 hours study for it. And I was like, I should be using that time towards my qualification. And it's like, why am I doing this? Well, because that's what I've been doing. And why yeah. am I not feeling so good? Why is the singing not helping so much? Mm. Why is it stressing me out? And I just stepped back and thought right, reevaluate. Right, just whilst you're studying, go and join a simple choir when you don't find it such a challenge, just turn up, just sing everyday songs, come away, you don't have to do any work, just then mm-hmm. I can refocus and then I can return to that more challenging, more difficult choir and enjoy it again once yeah. I've got less on my plate. But sometimes you just need to check in yeah. with your, your work-life balance, personal commitments, and just yeah. if you're just doing something because you've always done it or you feel you should, but it's not making you feel great, then just stop and check in with yourself. Why am I doing this? It's this for me. Yeah. yeah.
1: So, yeah, I, I just question things. That would be my... I, th-
0: I think that, yeah, definitely. I would agree with that. I think it is. It's about listening, listening to your own wisdom and finding your own wisdom and, and questioning things is important. Mm-hmm. And it's not always easy yeah. to do that, I think, yeah, yeah. for everybody, or, or perhaps most people, but it is about...
1: And value what you do, because you guys yeah. out there who are collecting... The uh, the refuse, and the recycling, you are absolutely bedrock to how society works.
2: Yeah, and, absolutely. And
1: people who get aggravated, I get really aggravated with people who get aggravated with rubbish lorries, because those those blokes. Keep our society moving. What happens if it's they crazy. they withdraw their labour for a few days? The whole our streets become full of rubbish, and people are moaning,
2: yeah. and yeah. they can't
1: cope. And there's rats everywhere. And yeah. you are you hold this society together. It's you are deeply works. important people. Um,
2: it, yeah. So it, well,
0: it is true. It is true. Well, and I think for, you know, the people doing that work. It, it's seeing the value of the work that you're doing. Yeah. Mm and not just seeing yourself as, I don't know, unimportant, but actually recognising no, no, actually, very important. Yeah.
2: Society yeah. would very quickly descend into chaos. It is, it's it's um, it's the nuts and bolts that actually yeah. matter. It's been really good, actually, to chat around mental health and the mm. things with environment, because it's very much... Um, I, I think society today are a little bit more in tune with that connection yeah, I think because you're right. of the pandemic. Yeah. I think we but all, we'll you know, when it was taken away from us and we could only have one hour in nature, I, I think we were all, and especially all the noise went. People loved suddenly it. suddenly hear birds. It was and, amazing. And that, that's yeah, what, I, yeah. I
1: had hoped that, following the pandemic people would have reconnected with that stuff and really valued and it, kind
0: of retained that. Yeah. Retained it yes. and i'm hoping
1: that might be the case but there does seem to be an indication that the system that, that, that again that the the push to consume uh is driving people away mm-hmm. from the the thing that they realized was so important to them and now yeah. they're getting caught up again in the the hysteria yeah. of of yeah. our modern society but right. i think it's just maybe we Part of the mental health crisis for us all is just taking the time and the space to to uh, listen to ourselves and listen to nature. definitely.
0: definitely. definitely. Awesome. well, I think I think that probably brings us to a very poignant and beautiful close. I think. Thank you so much for, for talking. To us, Jeremy, and also, of course, to you, Alison. So this has been the Challenge to Change podcast recorded, of course, on behalf of Answer Environmental Services. Thank you so much for listening and bye for now.